Hello everyone, I'm Camelia and you're tuned into my podcast channel, Nothing Ventured, Nothing Gained. So for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, this podcast series was created by me in the midst of a global pandemic as a platform to support each other. Through this series, I'll be addressing a few topics you and I face on a regular basis and how we can better cope with the problem. So, on today's episode, I'll be speaking about socialising and more importantly, how to fit in. Okay, but before that, I'm thinking of trying something new today. So, instead of drafting an entire script and making everything super rigid, I'm going to try a new method where I'm mixing things up and recording this episode in a more casual setting. I've jotted down a few bullet points which I think are relevant to the topic and I'm just going to go over them based on what pops into my head. And I think the main reason I'm doing this is because I feel like it gives the podcast series a more relatable feel, or as I, as I like to say it, it brings you closer to home. Okay, here we go. So, socializing. I think when it comes to socializing, many of us can describe it in many different ways. I think some of us can find socializing slightly intimidating. Uh, to some others, Socialising might come as a natural activity which excites them. Um, Regardless of how you feel about socialising, it is definitely something that is unescapable. So you have to socialise literally everywhere you go. And socialising takes place with all types of people. Uh, You have to socialise with friends, family, acquaintances, someone you find attractive, someone you respect, someone you dislike strangers who double park, and I don't know, people who just give you a horrible time. So this is why in today's episode, I'll be talking about this and why it's important for us to socialize. Um, To add on to that, the topic of fitting in, I feel, is often something everyone faces, especially in the early stages of life. So for example, when you're entering a new school, after having moved away from a faraway city or country, Um, starting a new training program, starting university, or stepping foot into the world of work. Um, Regarding this topic, sometimes we're often left lonely and lost. And sometimes we feel like we don't belong in a certain setting, we feel confused, we feel empty. And I feel like while it's important to stay true to who you are, realistically, there is a certain amount of fitting in that has to be done. In my opinion, I think that fitting in is closely linked to compromising and understanding one another as well. So on the second part of this podcast, I'll be talking about fitting in. So there you go, an overview of what we'll be touched on today. Let's get right into it. Yay! Okay, so socializing. I think it's good for us to remember that a good amount of socializing is definitely necessary, but not excessively. So when I mean by excessive socializing i mean like going beyond what you can afford and beyond your means to organize meetups um, having meals outside spending ridiculous amounts on drinks for example um, just for the sake of socializing and of course in today's day and age socializing doesn't actually have to be something that you do in real life it can well be something that's done virtually Um, so especially during covid times right Uh, And I am a strong supporter of stay home, stay safe. And uh, not just because it's what the government wants us to do, but I think staying at home and not going out excessively um, in the midst of a global pandemic is necessary to reduce transmission of the virus. 
Um, yeah, and I think personally, I think we don't have to wait for much longer because vaccines are coming out anyway. So, if you can do nine months, you can do perhaps another twelve months or or whenever the vaccine rolls out. Okay, so anyways, so here are some examples of socializing. Um, you can always have a once in a while. Uh, well, these are virtual examples, of course. So once in a while, you can organize a call up, um, either through Skype, Zoom, I don't know, Google Meets. Um, text that friend you haven't spoken to and check in on him or her, especially now, um, to see if they're doing okay, if they're healthy, doing well mentally, physically, emotionally, everything. Reply to IG stories. Okay, so Insta stories. This is one thing that I find particularly helpful because um, I always do it. So whenever I see someone posting something interesting on Insta story or if they've visited somewhere that I really want to go or I've been there or whatever really, I normally leave them a reply. And it's just really great because you can do this in a way... You can do this in a way that's not awkward to catch up with someone. So say for example, it's someone you haven't spoken to in a while and you literally have nothing to talk to about with them. Do this and rest assured, it's definitely something that is guaranteed to have a satisfying socialising experience. Um, sending a snap. Well, okay, so I don't know if streaks is still what you do, but it's something what I still do and um, I'm not embarrassed to admit this. I, my longest standing streak would be with my best friend from high school and our streak stands at 1050 I believe and I think a good way to stay in touch without really having it being too forced would be to send you don't even have to have a streak just send a snap to someone once in a while um, I think it's really great because say for example you're out walking with I don't know friends and you see something really interesting Take a picture and send it as a snap to your friends. And this actually creates a great way for you to spark a conversation and then, yeah, socializing. There you go. Um, well, then the socializing in real life would be the classic meet up for meals, going out for drinks, organizing a house party. I personally really like this. Movie night, pizza night, have takeouts, pre drinks, or just have drinks. Um, anything that involves interacting with someone else would be considered as socializing in real life. Now, a lot of people have a lot of opinions on socializing, some good, some bad. I think how you perceive socializing highly depends on your personality. If you're typically an introvert, then maybe socializing can get quite stressful. But if you're more of an extrovert or a mix of both but leaning more towards being an extrovert, socializing tends to give you energy. Personally, I really do enjoy socializing. But I think after having like four days of going out, I like settling in and just sit myself down, watch a nice, comfy, feel-good movie and sip on something hot. Because I like... Because after having so much socializing, I tend to appreciate quiet times as well. Um, The thing about socializing is sometimes I get overly excited about these and I tend to also overlap meetups, um, which of course isn't a good thing. So anyways, here are some tips that I have which can help you feel better with socializing or in other words, see it in a different light. If you're the type of person that gets nervous or has anxiety when it comes to socializing, fret not, 
I've got a couple of suggestions here for you, which not only can help you cope with the nervousness, but also allows you to enjoy everyone's company. So, first up, find a social setting which suits you. I think with these, normally meeting small groups of people at a time really helps. Um, if you tend to get nervous about meeting a bunch of random strangers who you've never met, try to have it in a way that you meet up in small groups. And also meeting them in a quieter, calmer place, such as a cute little cafe or restaurant, um, instead of house parties and clubs, could also do you some good. Um, next, try to find a fami- familiar face in the room. So if you have an unavoidable situation where you need to attend a large social gathering, you can try asking the host if you could bring a plus one. This always helps in calming your nerves down because you need not worry about not knowing anyone there. This person who's accompanying you can play a role in introducing you to others, which won't make the whole scenario too intimidating. Worst comes to worst, if all else fails and you find the setting is really not your cup of tea, there you have it, your plus one right next to you to keep the two of your company. The thing about plus ones is, um, I tend to always do this, especially when I'm invited to house parties where not my close friends are also invited to. Um, say for example, like a different social friendship group invites me to a house party, um, which I don't feel like I'm particularly close to. I tend to ask the host if I could bring maybe my flatmate or my best friend, um, just so that I feel a lot more comfortable attending the event. Normally it's alright, but it's always best to check with them. Um, yeah, so like I said, there are a few things to take note of when bringing along a plus one. Uh, and here's what I normally do. If it's a Facebook invite or say a direct invite, always try to find someone you're familiar with and ask them if you could go to the event together. I find this particularly helpful with house parties. Um, because the thing about walk- walking into a room filled with strangers is the feeling of having everyone stare at you because they don't know who you are. Well, at least that's how I feel. So then, to help me calm myself down in these situations, normally what I do is I find someone who I'm familiar with and get them to walk with me into the event. I, I think this, a bit, this sounds a bit ridiculous, but trust me, it actually helps. Um, you can also try, like I said, asking the host if you can bring a plus one. Um, so, But bear in mind that to make sure the plus one uh, which you intend to bring has mutual interest in the event that is being hosted, um, so it could be a mutual friend to the host or someone from the same society, same course, something along those lines because you don't want them to first of all come and accompany you to something they have zero interest in or something that's against their, I don't know, like beliefs or what they hold on to, etc. Also, during these settings where I like to bring along a plus one, I try to always make sure I don't show up empty-handed. I think this always helps. Um, and I think typically if you're raised in an Asian household, this should come to you really naturally uh, because we tend to do this um, from a very young age. So if it's a calm social gathering, you could bring some pastries, cakes, snacks, etc. Um, alternatively, if it's a house party, you can always offer to bring paper cups, mixers, speakers, of course ask if they need one, crisps or any form of alcoholic or non-alcoholic drink you'll enjoy. I've come to learn that having a lighter or rolling paper on you can come in pretty handy too. But of course, um, this is only if you're comfortable with bringing along these things. 
Sometimes, say you come across an event which you're really interested in but don't have the nerves to attend alone, you could always pop an invitation to your group chat or share the event to your friends on Facebook, Instagram. I have to admit, I've actually pulled this move one too many times and 9 over 10 times, they actually work. So there you have it, a couple of tips which I've personally done myself to help calm myself down when attending socials. Now that we've touched that, let's move on to the other part of our topic which many of us can relate to, fitting in. I think fitting in can be said as an ongoing problem. Literally, at every stage in your life, there is a certain period where you have to fit in or, okay, not not necessarily have to fit in but you will come across that feeling of having to fit in. I don't know if that makes any difference really. Okay, personally, I have felt this since primary school all the way up till now. Um, An example, I was raised in a mixed household where we communicate in English 99% of the times. So when I was enrolled in a um, public school in primary, um, of course, this was a local school behind... um, the housing area where I lived at the time and were attended by the majority of Malay-speaking students, right? Um, And because of this, I struggled in the first few months of primary school. I did not understand what was going on. I had troubles communicating. I had problems making friends. Um, And embarrassingly enough, someone said something to me which was um, like a slur and not not a slur that's not really that's not quite the word um it's like a slang yeah it's like a local slang on uh based on where i'm living in at the moment and i did not understand and turns out it was something quite rude after i went home and told my mom about this and they were and she was like what who said this uh and i was like oh crap it's not something nice because my reaction after that person said that to me was I just smiled okay what an embarrassment anyway back to our topic so the thing about fitting in is you don't eventually fit in what happens to you is after coming across this sort of barrier you actually create a higher resistance in yourself and this stigma doesn't get to you as much Um, so it's like this okay The problem of fitting in actually takes place all the time, around you, from kindergarten to school to college, university, etc. It also happens in social gatherings, sports sessions, societies. You walk into a room for the first time, say as a new kid attending a class for the first time. Others around you have been there for months, maybe. So of course you'll receive awkward stares, of course you feel they don't want to speak to you or include you in conversations, of course you feel that they have their back against you. This is human nature. And I'm going to tell you something, it, it actually isn't as bad as what you think it is. So the thing is, the feeling comes from within you. You, The scenario is typically larger in your head than it is in real life. I, I always tell myself this, I always tell myself that the problem is always bigger in your head than it is in real life. And the older we get, the more we think that this whole fitting in situation is more of a problem when it actually isn't. Because what happens is that I think we need to understand that when you as a 
foreign person when I say foreign I mean something that's just unfamiliar not necessarily from a different country or whatever so you just you as a person entering in a setting that is unfamiliar to you and familiar for everyone else in the room you stand as a foreign object and it it is unavoidable that you know you feel like people are looking at you a certain way and stuff like that um, it's just because it's not something they're used to looking at Okay, say for example, if you, um, how do I put this in a different context? Okay, say for example, you always, okay, you always do your shopping at your local Tesco's. And one day, um, instead of a Tesco's, it's completely replaced by Sainsbury's. Okay, that didn't make sense. But you know what I mean. So it's it's so foreign to you. You're not used to it. Like everything in there will be weird to you. But it's just Sainsbury's, you know? It's something that someone else from a different housing area goes to every weekend. So that to put it into context, that's how it is. Okay, I don't know if that example was a good enough example. Uh, let me know what you think. So um, drop me a message or um, DM me on Instagram. Anything really. Uh, let me know if that example worked out in your head okay and the thing is over time you build resistance towards these feelings and you become you feel normal again you feel like you belong there somehow okay um so of course you get that rare occasion where someone approaches you and makes you feel uncomfortable but this is this is normally observed at a a later stage in life and a lot less observable in children and young adolescents Um, When you're younger, you tend to mix around a lot freely, there's less judgement, you know, uh, things like uh, discrimination and racism doesn't really happen amongst children really because I think kids don't really care about the differences in one another, all they want to do is just play and have fun and everyone's equal, which is honestly how we should all just live but that's on a different topic. Okay, so now I'm here to tell you that it's alright to not feel like you don't fit in immediately. It's alright to feel stressed and lonely in an unfamiliar setting. And most importantly, it's alright to feel like no one wants to speak to you or be your friend at first. Know that with time, by giving these people more familiarity, um, things will get a lot better. Okay, I'm going to give you another example. So when I first moved to the UK for university, um, this is really interesting because I actually socialized a lot. Um, and I didn't actually know what was going on. So uh, I was very unfamiliar with the whole uh, British political um, scene at the moment. I was unsure about uh, what the Labour's and the Tories were rooting for and stuff like that. Uh, but my flat were a bunch of very interesting people and they had all sorts of opinions. Um, every day for two weeks when I first moved to uni, uh, we would sit in the kitchen and we would chill and chat about random stuff that happened in the UK at the time, right? And um, I thought this was so amusing because I had nothing to say. Literally, I would laugh when there was a funny thing being brought up and then when it was serious, I would just pay attention. But I had no clue what was going on. And um, how I improved this situation was every morning, I would tune into BBC and just read some of the major stuff that was taking place at the time so that at night I would have things um, to say that was relatable to what was being discussed 
uh, of course in the beginning this was not very comfortable or like it was all so new to me it was really overwhelming but like I was with such amazing people in my flat in first year and I feel like that experience made it worth it it made me realize that it's worth it it's worth the distance of me going and finding out what these different MPs were rooting for and stuff like that so I feel like if it's helpful for you maybe and if it's something that you really feel like you want to be a part of it's worth putting in effort too because I can assure you that some of my flatmates from first year I still keep in touch now and um, we still check in on each other once in a while and it's really nice so yeah um, well, I guess that's it from me on today's episode on socializing and fitting in. Uh, I hope that it has given you a clearer idea on how to cope with the problem and how to manage the stress and anxieties on socializing. Um, yeah. So, of course, if you like what you're hearing, don't forget to subscribe to my channel to keep up with the latest episodes. You can find me on Instagram at underscore nothing venture, nothing gained. Until next time, bye bye now.